Today it well today's technically Monday, July fifth, but we're going to talk about the events, the part two of events for July fifth, twenty for July fourth, twenty twenty one. We left on a cliffhanger yesterday, and uh, we're going to talk about everything that happened that night. I think I even have some stories from today. It doesn't matter. It all happens right here on this Joe Batant, right here. On Afterthought Media. Like I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of this Joe Batanta show where I talk about the events of my life that happen as they happen on the day that they happen. So for instance, this must be, well, the today is actually Monday, July 5th, but I'm talking about Sunday, July 4th. It's a whole thing. Anyway, uh, we're going to pick up. Now, usually what I would do is I would start with actual Monday, July 5th before we go backwards. Let me see if there's anything I can do right now. That can talk. I'm going to do a quick one. Very, very quick. <clears throat> and if we have time, then I'll come back. I'll give you the headlines. Woke up this morning. Played Fire Emblem. Did the battles. Went to Starbucks. Got my coffee. Came back. Did some work. Then, uh... I did... I remember... I, I ran with my day through my day with Aiden earlier. Did some Did some work. Then I had something to do, like in the middle of the day. What I don't remember what it was. Then uh, had lunch. Oh, I know what it was. I had to help my dad uh, set up a sound system with his projector. Okay, so there was, but there was work in between this, and then we had lunch. The the lunch involved the leftovers from the birthday evening get together, but you'll hear about that in a second. Had lunch. Then almost immediately had to do the Camp Wanakiki recap show, which I want to talk about that if we have time. I'm, th- it might be there might be if you didn't listen live, you might not ever hear this episode. I'm not sure yet. And uh, then after that, uh, like literally one or two minutes after that, Aiden called me on his way home from work. We talked, uh, and then I played Fire Emblem for a couple hours. Talked to Aiden again, got in a fight with him. Not a fight fight, but like a a gay fight. But it, I think everything's fine. Yeah, I think everything's fine. I, I don't feel stressed about it. And um, <clears throat> now here we are. So that was my day. That was the broad overview of my day. Now let's get back to yesterday. So, uh, the when we last left... The drone out of the box, one of the propellers, uh, I don't know if it wasn't spinning right or I don't know what. And so the, the drone flew, like it leaned and flew into a wall. And then that, that propeller that hit the wall, even though there's like these propeller guards, wouldn't stop spinning. Even now, I put the battery in it, it would start spinning again. I had to take the battery out. I almost cut my finger. Uh, 
it was weird. I'm actually, to be honest with you, I'm surprised I didn't cut my finger. If I'm being completely honest, um, because it it touched it and I went ow, but there was no blood came out. And it was because it spins really fast, like really, really fast. So uh, that was shocking, and um, and so I don't know what would break it that makes the motor keep running, not stop running, but doesn't stop running. Um, but what do I know? I don't know. What, I'm not an engineer, <clears throat> so. I just put that away, take the battery, I put it away, and then I have some last-minute things that I need to do before people are coming over. And this is where Betty Batance starts to stress me out. Okay, now remember, I said in the last show, and I'll say it again, I like low-key, low-stress birthdays. And I would say one of my faults is... That when I want something to be low key and low stress, I can be kind of non-communicative to people who need communication. And I really think, to be honest with you, this is pure speculation. I bet you if I, I, and I'm not saying this is what happened. Okay. Oh, because I should tell you, I don't think you guys know this. Jay Ellis called me. Probably Thursday or Friday, he had heard Throwing Down. He had heard, you know, all the various shows where I talked about what happened. So I'm hanging out, and uh, I think I did. I think I talked about this on this job with Tance. He uh, he called me, and we talked it out, and I could tell his feelings were hurt by what happened on Throwing Down. But uh, but I told him, look, it, it was nothing against you. It was just more like what happened triggered me. But I will say this on my speculation is I bet you dollars to donuts. I have no idea what that phrase means, but I would bet you that if I had, because Jay Ellis and his boyfriend are very type A gays. Okay. They're very like, we have to be doing something like, like they just have to, they're just constantly like, uh, busy as a bee trying to get things done as if like they have no time left on this planet. To bring it back to Fire Emblem, the character Lysithia is like that because she thinks she's going to die young. It's a whole other thing. Anyway, so I bet, but I was very like, I don't know, Sunday at some point, you know, evening-ish, I don't know. And then they'd be like, what's for food? I don't know, right? We'll figure it out. I was just very, because again, I, which is funny because that's not how I am with other things, but with my birthday, it just, so triggers me to have a social event with my birthday that I just completely shut down. And I could tell this was completely stressing my parents out and they were weighing how to deal with this. Even though, by the way, they had their own plans and were not going to be here. So I don't know why it was stressing them out, but it was. And I was very mellow. And so I think like Saturday at some point, I talked to John Paul because my parents... My parents are obsessive, and they were like, what's going on with the food with your birthday? What's going on with the food with your birthday? What's going on with the food with your birthday? What's going on with the food with your birthday? So they go, ah, please, I'll just, okay, let me talk to John Paul. Because at this point, there are going to be four people at this event. Myself, John Paul, Evil John, and my friend Bucky. Okay, from, maybe Bucky and John Paul and I went to high school together. <clears throat> and so... So 
So th- I call John Paul and I go, listen, my mom's freaking out. What, what do you want to eat? I don't care. My, my, and John Paul says, oh, I was actually thinking of going by this place by your house that serves Korean fried chicken. And I go, perfect, great. He's like, I'm buying enough for everybody. And I was like, great, fantastic, right? And <clears throat> so I tell my parents, John Paul, don't stress about it. This is like Saturday or Friday, I don't know when. John Paul is picking up Korean fried chicken and they're picking up enough for everybody. So there's no reason to stress. Well, well, what's Korean fried chicken? We don't know what what goes with Korean fried chicken. What are you going to get with Korean fried chicken? Like then they start now they start stressing about what's going to go with the Korean fried chicken. And I go, don't stress it. Don't worry about it. Seriously, I don't want to stress about this. The Korean fried chicken, we're good. Well, by the time now, <clears throat> so now the the drone is put away, and I I was like remembered that last summer. I started making this drink called The Poolside. It's from a book called, um, I don't know what it is. I'll post it <clears throat> on the Discord or something. But, it, oh, it's Batch Cocktails. But it's like a highly regarded Batch Cocktail. I think, I think it's just called Batch Cocktails. But I'll put the author information on that. But everyone, I, I will say this. I know why it's highly regarded. Every Batch Cocktail that I've made from this book has been fantastic. It has been amazing. Now, some of them are more complicated than others. Not necessarily complicated per se in making them, but they have bizarre ingredients, you know, like jalapeno vodka or something. You're like, what? But this one called the poolside is very simple. Very simple. I think maybe we talked about it a year ago on this trip with Tans. It's simply Grand Marnier, uh, club soda, mint, which we grow here. Lemon juice and a few slices of jalapeno with some ice in the pitcher. That's it. The end. Stir it. You're good to go. And I've told people, I go, guys, this drink is fucking dangerous because it does not taste like you're drinking alcohol. It tastes like you're literally drinking like sweet tea. And then next thing you know, you you keep downing it because you just think it's sweet tea or something like that. And then next thing you know, you're fucked up and can't walk or something like that. It is a dangerous drink. But I, I, I go, I'm going to go buy the ingredients for that. On my way out, as I'm going to, all I'm going to go do is buy the ingredients for this. I'm going to wrap up this conversation because we still haven't gotten to the thing. My mom's like, you need to get potato chips. You need to get uh, d- 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 tortilla chips and and queso and 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 then what a, what about this and what about that? And so I like and I start freaking out. I go, maybe she's right. Maybe I need to buy Laura Scudder's French onion dip and uh, uh, Lay's potato chips. So I go on a total fucking spree and buy potato chips and tortilla chips and queso and Laura Scudder's and sour cream and I don't know what all kinds of things, right? Plus the ingredients for the alcohol. So, by the way, in the meanwhile, I've talked to Lori. Lori goes, um, is your party almost done? And I go, it doesn't even start till 5.30. And she goes, oh, I'm totally going. And she goes, what are you going to have for food? And I go, my friend's bringing Korean fried chicken. She goes, what is that? I go, I don't know. I've never had it. And she goes, I'm going to pick up Pollo Loco. I was like, fine, whatever. Do what you're going to do. 
So now I get home. Um, luckily, I didn't make anything. I just figured I'll make it when they get here. I'm so glad I didn't make this food. The, John Paul brought so much Korean fried chicken and the uh, 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 appropriate sides. I forgot to mention. I could see my parents, the wheels in my parents' head turning when he said they were bringing Korean fried chicken. And if you remember, if I brought this up, my parents think all Asians and all Asian cuisines are the same. So I could tell that they want in, in their head, and I'm so glad, they never got to this point, but that if I didn't make any decisions, they were going to go to the local Chinese food place and pick up fried rice and chow mein noodles and lo mein and uh, all the mains and fortune cookies and egg rolls and stuff like that. I'm telling you 100% they were going to do that. There is not a doubt in my mind they would have done that. Luckily, it, it, we nipped that in the bud. So there's so much food. My parents are having a big In the Heights viewing party this weekend. That's why I played the song. <clears throat> So, uh, they're having that this weekend. And, um, so we're just, I'm just going to save all the chips and everything I bought for that party that they're having. So anyway, uh, the first people to get there are the Johns. Okay. John Paul and evil John. They each give a gift for me and it's both very them. John Paul hands me a small bag from MedMen, and in it are all kinds of weed gummies. Oh, actually, I haven't officially looked at the gift. It's right here. Hold on. Which I'm going to show Salandra this, because Salandra used to be... Oh my god, this is so funny. So Landry used to be uh, an executive at MedMen <clears throat> in a previous life. So he got me these uh, cannabis-infused sativa cherry gummies. He got me these cannabis-infused um, enhanced nanomolecular passion fruit paradise gummies. Okay. And he got me this Kiva cannabis-infused milk chocolate. Hmm, interesting. What I do know about these things, especially with me, I'm very sensitive to weed. It's just one tiny little piece will fuck my shit up. So I have to keep that in mind. But, uh, so then John Paul hands me that, and then Evil John hands me a gift wrapped in Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman wrapping paper. And I open it up, and it's a He-Man toy. With It's actually a nice He-Man toy, but again, I don't play with toys. But I'm looking at it right here. I'll post a picture of it on the Discord. And so they're the first to arrive. Then Bucky arrives. Now, I had warned Evil John. I go, because Evil John is very boy crazy. And I was like, he's going to be so... Oh, we should, I should have talked to John Paul about that today. Maybe I'll call him after this, this show. We, now, we haven't debriefed yet on this. And uh, Evil John is like, I can tell now, mouth... He Just Bucky is so... Evil John's type. And so all of a sudden, Evil John is just turning on the the charm, the Evil John charm to impress Bucky. In fact, I think the only person he really ever addressed was Bucky throughout the whole night. 
And then we talked for a little bit. Then John Paul busts out the Korean fried chicken. I had never had Korean fried chicken. I had this preconceived notion, not that it wasn't that I wouldn't like. I just never got around to trying it because I just assumed it was um, uh, something I'd had before. You know, something like uh, I've had like, you know, Thai chicken wings or something. So I just thought it was something akin to that. And so just what I wasn't, I was, didn't want to refuse to try it. It's just more like I was like, I like my parents, I just assumed, well, I had Thai chicken wings, so it must be similar to that. And they're nothing. Oh my God, John Paul just opened my fucking eyes because I am a huge fan of this place now. It's called Kokio Chicken. I guess it's a chain. So John Paul knew about it because there's one by his house. Lori, when Lori showed up right when we started eating, because I was like, we, at a certain point where we can't wait for Lori, she's taking too long. Showed up with her fucking uh, El Pollo Loco. But let me tell you this. Uh... Before Lori got there, okay, before Lori got there, I tell John Paul and the evil John and Bucky, listen, they never met Lori, and they don't listen to the podcast. They know nothing about this human being. I say, she and I have a very unique friendship in that we totally insult each other the entire time. And they're like, okay, well, whatever. They're weird about it, but they're like, okay. So Lori gets in. It's not like Lori walks in and I say, hey, what's up, you fat pig? It's not like that. But it's like in the course of the conversation, I'm talking to her the way I talk to you in the show. I talk to her in the show. And at a certain point in the conversation, I do insult her, you know. And But Lori, I don't know how she knew to do it. It was so quick. Doesn't say anything. She just like hangs her head in like faux sadness. And it's super uncomfortable. You know, John Paul, Evil John, and Bucky can tell her just like, wow, Joe's a real dick to her. And I tried again a couple of times trying to get it going with Lori, because now I'm in my head about it. And every single time I say this awful, insulting thing to Lori, and she just lets it sit there and fall like a lead balloon, as if I've just said the most horrible thing to her. It's really well done, because it's not like she hangs her head in like this sadness, so it almost seems like she's acting. It, it's beautiful in a way in that it's like this is the thing she has to put up with all the time and she doesn't even know why she's here today right thank god finally maybe 20 minutes later Lori lays a a joke into me about how ugly and fat i am or something like that and i go and i told her i go thank you for doing that because i you were making me look at the biggest asshole so then we start talking, and Lori's putting on... It really... I'm not even being funny. I was actually thinking about it later. It was a five-hour version of this. <laughs> to the point where I almost thought about, should I just go on the stage and just stream the Lori show that's happening right now, my birthday thing? So... uh So the, I don't I don't have that much time, so I got to tell this story. So we start talking. I don't know how Aiden comes up, but Aiden comes up, and I tell them, and I don't even know if I've ever talked about this in the show yet or anything like that, because it, it happened when I was in Seattle and things got you know, there was a lot happening. But Nami Harder wrote gay erotic fiction about me and Aiden, and I just had not gotten around to looking at it. Okay. So, but I announced this and Lori is like, 
oh, can I read this to everybody? Now, I've never read this. Okay? And I go, sure. And so I pull it up. And I, Lori Roggenkamp takes the document, which I've never seen. And she proceeds to read it to everybody at this party. And you could tell, because again, you have to talk about John Paul, Evil John, and Bucky. They're not in the afterthought world. They have no idea who Nami is. They barely know who, I mean, John Paul's met Aiden actually, but they, (laughs) (laughs) it was, I am so sorry that I did not record this. Oh, well, we're out of time. I will finish this. I will actually finish this story on uh, Genius Parade. We'll have Lori there. Maybe Lori will do a reading of this gay erotic fiction. But for now, we're going to say goodbye. Leave you on that. This Joe Batanz, right here on Afterthought Media. <laughs> <laughs>